0: Is it true that Jesus is just one of many gods said to have been born of a virgin, died and resurrected, as some claim? Let's take up the challenge that Christ was a copycat. Now, those who encounter such claims online or elsewhere may start to wonder about the truth in the New Testament. Is the account of Christ simply a retelling of dying and rising pagan gods? If Jesus' life does parallel other gods, does that mean Jesus is also a myth? This argument implies that if gods we consider false claim the same things that Christianity claims, well, Christianity must also be false. This guilt-by-association mindset attempts to discredit the accounts of the Gospels by suggesting that life events attributed to Jesus are recycled bits of storytelling that are popular across different cultures and time periods. There are two important questions that a believer should ask when tackling the Jesus myth allegations. First, are these alleged parallels to pagan gods historically accurate? Secondly, if they are, what difference would it make? So let's look at these doppelganger deities to see if these claims hold up. Are there really a number of gods who have biographies shockingly similar to that of Jesus of Nazareth? Names that are commonly included in this group of so-called similar gods include Mithras, Dionysus, and Osiris, among others. This image is one version of the attack on the deity of Christ that is continually circulating online. Some claim that other gods share the attributes of being virgin-born, being born on December 25th, which is not in the Bible by the way, performing the same kinds of miracles Jesus did, dying in some case being crucified, and miraculously resurrecting from the dead. Well, let's examine several of the pagan gods that Christianity is alleged to have plagiarized, as well as three of these shared life events a virgin birth, death, and resurrection. First let's consider Mithras. Well, unless you consider emerging fully grown out of a rock, being born of a virgin, This god already has one strike against being similar to Jesus. Certainly he must have been crucified, right? Well, no, actually Mithras didn't even die in this mythology. He was believed to be taken to paradise on a chariot when still alive. And since he didn't die, he didn't resurrect from the dead. So three strikes, Mithras, you're out. Next let's look at Dionysus. Also known as Bacchus, Dionysus doesn't fare much better. He was said to be conceived out of an affair between Zeus and a mortal woman. After Zeus's wife Hera found out, she tricked the mortal into demanding that Zeus reveal himself in all his glory. He begrudgingly agreed, knowing that this would kill her. He was, however, able to rescue Dionysus and sewed him or his heart, depending on the version that you read, into his thigh until he was born. This is the claim for his rebirth. Being sewn into the thigh of Zeus is a far cry from the death and bodily resurrection of Jesus. Let's consider the Egyptian god Osiris. Now there is no birth story recorded in regards to Osiris. He was eventually killed by his own brother, torn into 14 pieces, and strewn about Egypt. His sister and wife, Isis, gathered and buried almost all the pieces. Osiris became the ruler of the underworld as the god of the dead. Some versions of the life of Horus say that Osiris was magically reassembled by Isis and impregnated her before becoming ruler of the underworld. Even if this version is to be preferred, it's worth noting that unlike Jesus, Osiris would have been brought back to life by another rather than by his own power. Lastly, let's look at Horus. As mentioned above, most versions of the birth of Horus are the result of a sexual relationship between Osiris and his wife-slash-sister Isis. Some claim that Horus was crucified, but that's not only unsupported from history, but it's also a major anachronism. Crucifixion was a Roman method of execution put into practice thousands of years later. They may as well say that Horus was killed in a motorcycle crash. Rather than being crucified, most versions of the Horus myth do not have a death recorded at all. In some instances, it was believed that he merged with the sun god, and each sunrise is a symbol of him being reborn each day. Again, this is hardly parallel to the resurrection of Jesus. Well, so much for these alleged similarities to the life of Jesus Christ, but let's pretend that it was true. Now we could continue to address all of the many different gods that Christ is alleged to have copied from, but as you can see, claims of pagan plagiarism are unfounded and terribly inaccurate. Now, fortunately, a proper defense of Jesus' unique claims to deity does not hinge solely on the examination of other gods. Let's pretend that one or more of the above gods really did share the same biography as Jesus, particularly in the areas of their birth, death, and resurrection. Now would this disprove the gospel accounts of Christ? Well, The short answer is no, it it wouldn't. Now, Here's why. We determine the historical accuracy of an event or a person based on evidence, not on uniqueness. We do not demand that the details be completely unique in order to consider them to be true. Take this example as shared by Greg Kochel of Stand to Reason. He writes, Did you know that there's a book that was written around the turn of the last century about a ship that was an unsinkable, which hit an iceberg on its maiden voyage and sank? The name of the ship was the Titan. It is remarkable because some 15 years later, the Titanic sunk on its maiden voyage after hitting an iceberg. Now, what if you had read the novel and then later heard that a ship called the Titanic had actually sunk? I'm sure you can see that rejecting the story of the Titanic on its face would be foolish only because you read a novel similar to the actual event. Whether or not the Titanic sank is determined by the evidence for its sinking, unrelated to any fictional stories that were like it. Even if a historical event shares characteristics of a mythological one, the reality of what happened is not diminished. The truth of an event is determined by the evidence for or against it, not in the absence of similar fictional claims. Now does this refutation of the Jesus myth allegation prove that Jesus existed? Well, actually no, it does not. It does, however, effectively dismantle an attack on Jesus as a historical figure and properly frames the question as one of evidence. Remember, our aim is to help others separate fact from fiction and lovingly point them towards the person of Jesus. Once you've removed this false allegation as a potential explanation for a belief in the historical Jesus, you can then discuss the overwhelming evidence that supports His life, death, and resurrection. I hope that helps. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoy the Reasonable Theology Podcast, go to reasonabletheology.org slash subscribe and get the weekly email. Each week I send out the latest article or podcast episode, and each email also includes a helpful definition to expand your theological vocabulary, a beautiful painting depicting a scene from scripture or church history, a musical selection to enrich your day, as well as the best book deal I've found that week to add trusted resources to your library. Try it out at reasonabletheology.org slash subscribe.